Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Masters of the Matrix. I'm Greg M. Today, I have with me Don Katie, who is a certified holistic therapist, success guide, intuitive, and founder of Alleviate Pain. Welcome to the show, Don. Thank you for having me, Greg. <laughs> it's really great to have you. Can you tell me a little bit about your mission? Yeah, it's a big, it's a big mission. Um, and it's changed and evolved a few times as well as we grow and expand. But the mission that I have is to help people have a better life in this world. I mean, we have had a lot of, I don't want to say it, but we've had a lot of indoctrination in relationship to what we can achieve and what we can expand and what we can grow into. And I want to help people dismantle those belief systems that are not true, that we just so ingrained into and believe that they are so I want to help people dismantle that and it started with health so it was helping people and my mission was half in half in the world's pain of half in the world of suffering and pain that's what I wanted to do in the beginning but it's evolved and it's more about relationships relationship with yourself and your close ones especially your partner and your children that's my mission now is helping people accept themselves I love it. That's that's a beautiful mission. And I think from what I read about you, you've had your own trials and, and sufferings, um, you know, and what best method to truly understand someone else by us having to go through our own sort of suffering. Can you tell me a, bit, a little bit about that and what that looked like for you? Yeah, I'm a great believer that when you're helping someone through challenges, you have to be able to meet them where they're at. And if you've not actually gone through that yourself, it's hard to comprehend what someone is experiencing and feeling and fearing because fear in certain areas of your life feels so real that it's hard to pull yourself out. It's such a deep illusion that you can't pull yourself out of it. So personally, I've gone through, I've been tested a few times, Greg. It's like, you're not listening. You're not listening to us. <laughs> so the trials and tribulations that I've gone through is being PTSD, anxiety, depression, learning how to walk again, um, multiple diseases, almost died several times, um, having about three different forms of depression, uh, separation from my husband, like all sorts of stuff. Like I've been through the ringer, so to speak. I've been forged through many fires to be able to do what I'm doing now. So I, I can hold the space for people no matter how intense the pain is. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's, that's such a beautiful thing. Like, you know, it seems like you face the mental, physical, spiritual, emotional fears and, and challenges. And, you know, I, I relate to you very deeply with that because I've, I've had my own trials and tribulations and the fear can just feel so real. And then we actually manifest that in, in our lives. And it's, it can be so difficult to break, to break out of that. Now, when you're going through that, I mean, it seemed like you went through the many, many decades of this. Yeah. What was the sort of breaking point? What was the sort of sun coming, you know, through the horizon, breaking through the clouds for you? What was that moment? And, and how did you, how did you get to that point? So there's been a few, because I don't learn the first time I've noticed in this lifetime. <laughs> it takes a few. Um, <laughs> but the biggest one for me was when I was five and a half months pregnant and I slipped and I was left disabled. So I had to have the, 
rest of the duration of my pregnancy disabled and it was very challenging. And what happened is when Alfie was 18 months old, my son, I had a nervous breakdown because the doctors told me that this was my life. I was going to be in chronic pain. I was going to be on painkillers. I was going to be depressed and anxious. The PTSD would never go. This is, accept it. Nothing that can be done. And in that moment, I just unraveled. I went as low as you can possibly go. And then suicide started coming in and I started buying into a kit. Well, if I'm going to be a burden on my son and my husband, I'm just going to end it now because I can't live like this. I can't live like that. That moment when I was in the fetal position in bed and I was like, just show me a way out of this. Show me a way. And my logical mind was going, okay, if you take painkillers and if you take too many, then you'll die in your sleep. Or it was trying to find ways. And then this voice came in and it was like, it's not true. And I just followed this voice and it kind of helped me just feel the pain and not buy into the voices, the noise, all of the thoughts and beliefs that were untrue, that I'm worthless, I'm useless, I'm pathetic. And that um, I don't, I'm not worthy of having a life. I'm not worthy of being the mother of my son. And it helped me not buy into all of the lies. And that's what it is. We tell ourselves so many untruths that we don't even know what's true anymore. And this voice was my intuition. And I just listened to it. And it was just all it was saying is it's not true. Whenever a thought came up, it just kept saying not true, not true. And I just kept holding on to it. And it was like this spiral up. I don't know how long I was in the bedroom for. But I came out and um, I just looked my husband straight in the eyes and I said, I'm back. I'd been lost for a long time. Like I'd been lost for a good 18 months. And I walked out of the bedroom and I was like, I'm back. And he looked me in the eyes. He went, I knew you'd come back. Wow. I I actually, I can feel a lot of emotion running through my heart right now. So I I definitely, I I can connect with with what you went through. And it's so... um, You know, words are one thing, but the experience is a whole nother, whole nother thing, right? Because mm-hmm. our stories are, are you know, great guideposts and, and great things. But until you actually walk someone's path, you don't really know until you've experienced it yourself. But because I have, because I have been to that, that depth that you have, I'm like, oh, I feel that. I, I know what that feeling's like. And I know that there's probably a lot of people out there, especially now, going through what they're yes. going through with, with the external pressures, pushing on people's yes. psyches and, and poking at their fears and squeezing at their fears. So I want to ask right. you now for someone that's sort of going through these things, like maybe a similar thing that such as yourself, um, w- are there ways that you could suggest to someone, you know, maybe, maybe they don't hear a voice in their head, right? Maybe they're yeah. like, maybe they're, you know, they, there's not another avenue that they had to take. Do you have any recommendations as to, as to what that can be for somebody? Yeah, you must first, what I've recognized and realized I've had pain clinics and I've worked with people in who have been told you're going to be disabled. Everything's being taken away from them. And what I've noticed is the pattern is that when they take responsibility for their life fully, doesn't matter how bad it is or what is going on when they take full responsibility. And that's not just going to happen overnight. That responsibility is just one day at a time, one moment at a time. I'm just going, I take responsibility for what I've created. It wasn't my fault. 
I didn't ask for this. I didn't know I was doing this. But if I take full responsibility, then I'm in control. When I'm in control, I am bigger than anything outside of me. It's when we don't take responsibility that we project that the external world is more powerful than us. And when we put that out there, that's when we can't cope with life because something will happen external and we're going, that's more powerful than me, and we collapse. And when we collapse, that's when we buy into the thoughts and the beliefs that are untrue. So what I've noticed that is so important for people is to just go and take a responsibility. Yes, this situation is terrible. Yes, it's horrible. And no, I would not have created this, but I have to take responsibility so I can create something new, something better. And then in that comes the acceptance. And when you start to accept that this is not forever, nothing is forever. Nothing is forever. Everything changes all of the time. So what you're feeling right now might go in two or three minutes. It might go in two or three hours. It might go in two or three days. But if you can accept and go, this is not forever. This situation is not forever. And it's not forever because I am going to change my perception and my way of seeing the world and how I see myself. And if you can hold on to that and recognize what's a story and start to discern and go, oh, hang on, here's another story again of me saying that I'm useless. Here's another story of me again saying that I'm not worthy. Here's another story of me saying to myself, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. He, she, they are, but I'm not. I don't deserve that. Who am I to claim that? Who am I to be this person? They're stories. They're stories that you have bought into for a very long time and they will feel true. And when you can discern that they are stories and keep going, oh, I'm reminding yourself, you will get through it. You will get through it. That's that's amazing. I, I really deeply connect with that. I think that's such an amazing advice. And, you know, I love how you bring up the term and the, and the word story, because aren't we the directors and the actors and the producers of our own play? And we can choose Absolutely. to rewrite these pieces at any time that we want, instead of just listening to the same patterns that whether we've been told as children or adults and keep that pattern going, it's up to us to, to, to eventually say, you know what, I, I, I do have control over my life. I, I do I can can create my, my, my world, how I, how I see fit. And it's interesting too, that I, I like that you call yourself a holistic therapist, because I think that's the weakness with Western medicine is that it just looks at the end result, the symptom, and it just covers that up and, and you become then a part of the, the cog in the machine. And I know I can tell by looking at you, you've probably been a, a cog in that machine for a long time. Yeah. And you fought and your way. There's no power. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. There's no, no power in that. When you're a cog in the machine, you don't know what role you play. You, you're not taking responsibility. You are handing your responsibility over for your life and your future to someone who has met you for how many minutes, how many hours. They don't know who you are. They're not living in your body. They don't know what you're experiencing. And we hand our power over to them unknowingly because we've all been indoctrinated with it. We have all been indoctrinated to hand our power over to the doctor because the doctor knows best. Who are we to know our body? Who are we to know our mind? Who are we to know our emotions? You suppress your emotions. There is no power in that paradigm. You have no power. You become powerless. This is why we get sick. Because our body is going, that's not true. I am a powerful being. I am a powerful tool. And I'm here to help you create what you want to create. But you're telling me I'm powerless. So it starts to break down. Same with the mind. 
the mind is extraordinarily powerful. But if you're giving your mind over to the thoughts and beliefs of other people, your mind starts to believe that it's not powerful as well. So you've got these two amazing tools that you don't know how to use in life, and then they're against you. And that's what it feels like, that you're fighting against these two tools. You're fighting against your mind, you're fighting against your body. But the truth of it is, is you've created that unknowingly by not embracing and holding them and saying, these are stories, these are not true. Body, I know that you can heal from anything because you created yourself. I know how powerful you are. And when you hold the space for your mind and body of how powerful and the potential that they have, they will heal. We got, we got a quick disconnect. Um, the energies were quite intense in that conversation. So we're, we're continuing on with this lovely conversation about taking back that power. And, you know, that sort of reoccurring theme that we're sort of taught this victimhood at a very young age. And you can even see it in our television shows and our movies. Everybody is obsessed with superheroes and people coming to save them. Meanwhile, the real truth is, is that you are the superhero in your own life. And, you know, if you haven't discovered that already, it's yet it's waiting for you to discover because you are truly a powerful force in this world. So very interesting already. I love where we're going with this because you've, you've broken through such, such incredible challenges on so many levels and you've built tools you've, you've, you've worked on and you learned modalities to help you heal. Can you explain some of these modalities and how they helped you and helped others? Yeah. So my gift to the world is I'm able to learn tools and techniques very, very quickly and discern what works and what doesn't. It's like I've got this, from going through what I've gone through, it's like I've got this BS radar with tools and techniques. What's going to give your power away and what's going to empower you? So what I did, I created this method called the neural alignment method because if you don't have your brain and your mind on board, it will sabotage you at every way. And that's not because it's out to get you. It's because it's got outdated programs. So the first... um, method that I actually created, which is the neural alignment method, what that did is it started to teach people how to take responsibility for their mind and their thoughts and their beliefs and the structures and the patterns that they were living from. And what I found is emotional freedom technique, um, acceptance commitment therapy, when they're combined together, what they do is they start to unravel the stories that you're telling yourself and start to break down the paradigms and the perceptions that you have from lifetimes of experiencing victimhood because we've been indoctrinated with it. And I actually call it slave codes. And what it does is it dismantles that and it installs the truth of who you are. Because once you pull something out, you've got to install something to replace it. Because when you don't, what happens is, is you just start to look out outside of yourself for what you need to fill in. So we have to be able to go, right, okay, this is my world. This is what I want to create. And this is what I've got that's going against it. So you find, say, for example, you want to have a loving relationship. And you keep creating relationships where you're either the abuser or you're abused. You're the victim or you're the victimizer. And you create these relationships. And over and over again, it's the same pattern. What the neural alignment method does is it goes, if this is what you want, These are the steps that you've got to take. And this is what you need to code into your brain to be able to create that. Because our mind, our brain is an antenna. 
that sends out exactly what you want and then it brings it in. So if you don't program that correctly, you're putting out there, send me a partner, send me ill health, send me this experience where I lose money, send me a business, send me whatever so that I can learn my lessons. So you've got to have your mind wired for exactly what you want to create. And that's what the neural alignment method is. So that's one of the methods that I've created. And to give a very powerful example of how amazing emotional freedom technique is in the beginning stages is I was addicted to opioids. And it was my way of escaping this dreadful reality that I'd created. Because back to taking responsibility, I'd created it knowingly or unknowingly. And I realized one day, hang on a minute, I'm not taking these painkillers for the pain anymore. They're actually not really doing anything. I'm taking them because my life is so horrendous. I don't want to be in it. I'm trying to escape my body. And the drugs helped me escape this painful body that I had. And I used EFT. And how I used it, because I like to change things up, is I didn't follow scripts or anything like that. Every time I went to the medicine drawer to go get them, I'd stop and I'd go, am I taking this to escape my body, to escape my reality, to escape my pain? Or am I taking this because I actually can't cope and I need to take it in order to get through the next few hours with my son? And I started to discern when I was using the drugs to actually help me to be able to cope because there's nothing wrong with using something if it's going to help you cope. If you're using it to escape because you don't want to cope, that's the issue and it's discerning that. And I would use a tapping and I tap on certain pressure points on your face. And if you go onto my website, you're able to get the diagram, which I'll share later. You start to undo those patterns. So I tap on my face and go, I don't actually want the painkillers for the pain I'm wanting to escape my life and accepting that, accepting that's why I'm wanting to take it because it's one thing observing it and another accepting it. So I talk myself around and I'd be like, okay, right, so I'm taking it, that's okay. All right, I'm judging myself and I tap on the judgment. I'm judging myself right now. I am an opioid addict, I'm pathetic, I'm useless. Look at me, I'm a dreg of society, I'm disgusting. I'm not worthy of being a mother and I tap it out. Because when I do that, I'd be like, okay, when I voice this out and I accept that that's how I feel right now and I'm not fighting it and I'm accepting that's how I feel right now, the fear goes away because you're facing it. You're not trying to run away from it anymore. That's the power. When you face your fear, and the biggest fear for me is, and still probably is, because I just said is, so it's probably still where, because we're just a work in progress, is the fact of not being accepted. Not accepted by my son, not accepted by my husband, not accepted by society, because if you're an opioid addict, you're addicted to painkillers. You're the worst of the worst in the world. Anybody who's addicted to drugs or a high-level addiction they're, they're seen as being law. They're not accepted. They're rejected by society. And that was the biggest fear for me. And when I faced that, and I was able to own that, 
then I was able to take responsibility and go, you know what? I'm going to choose in this moment not to take them. And I might be back here in 10 minutes doing the same thing over and over again. And eventually I, I just stopped. Like that. I had no desire and it didn't take that long. I took two or three weeks. I just weaned myself off. And that's how I did my weaning process. Powerful. That's really interesting. Because <laughs> it's amazing. You know, and what comes to my mind as you're speaking about this is just that the power of our observation and our observation is essentially light. And when you put what you bring to your observation, if you can hold it long enough in that, and this is, you know, Eckhart Tolle writes this in his book, The Power of Now, it eventually will be dissolved in that light. And so all we have to do is just face the things that we are don't want to face. In fact, you know, you bring upon this like this escapism, and this is such a common trend in the world. And I bet you now more than ever because of what the stresses that we're all going through. And escapism through drugs, escapism through food, through sex, through material, through being seen, and whatever whatever it is, I'm sure a lot of people are addicted to a lot of different things, and it, which is a form of escapism, because we're, we don't want to face what's really going on in us. And you know, from from what you have explained to me, it sounds like you know there's such a you know there's such a, a gift there waiting for you. It's like. It, these are gifts that are are waiting to be seen by, you know, by an average person that these challenges that we're seeing, the challenges that we're going through are actually not what they are. They're not a prison. They're not a, uh, a death sentence. They're waiting for you to open them up to find out who you really are so that we can actually discover the truth within us all. And it's wonderful that you've actually created these, these tools, um, this neural alignment method. I'm, I'm interested in hearing about, what about EFT and for those that don't know EFT out there, can you explain that briefly? Yeah, so EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique, or you might have heard of it as tapping. And what it does is it's like acupressure. And it's it's talk therapy and it's acupressure. Now, a lot of people are like, talk therapy doesn't work. And I agree. When you go see someone and you're reiterating the same thing over and over again, it doesn't. It doesn't help because you're entrenching the neural connections and pathways deepening to the trauma that you're going through. But when you use EFT, the difference is, is you're separating the part of the brain called the amygdala, which is a stress response, in your nervous system. You're separating the two. So it's almost like they're both getting healed simultaneously. So with EFT, you tap on certain points on your face. So there's like an eye, there's two eyebrow points under the eye, under the nose, chin point, um, collarbone, under the arm, and top of the head. And you tap these points about three or five times. It's it, it's very forgiving technique. You don't have to be brilliant at it. And you verbalize what's going on. And what happens is, is the amygdala starts to express all of the stress that's going on, what it's having to deal with, all the stuff that you've been hiding from, you allow it to come out. And in the beginning stages, it's difficult for people to access that because they're so shut down. And that's why having a practitioner helps because they can ask you questions and dig deep to get the amygdala to open up. Now, what happens with the nervous system is when you are in your thoughts and beliefs, your body goes through everything. All the stories that you tell yourself subconsciously, unconscious, however you want to say it, your body is going through all of it. So if you have a car accident, and you're telling everybody about your car accident and you're overplaying it and you've got PTSD, your body's going through that car accident 
time after time after time, it's like this, bang, bang, the car accident every time you share your story. What EFT does is it allows the amygdala to go, this is what happened, this is what we experienced, this is how we were feeling, this is how we um, dealt with the situation. And the nervous system is like put under hypnosis from the tapping. So the nervous system is calmed down and it's like, this is not happening. This is not happening. It's safe. It's safe. You can release and let go of all of the fear in relationship to this. It's time to release and it's time to let it go. So because a lot of therapy, you're actually re-traumatizing yourself every time you're sharing it with the therapist. You're going through all of your past. You're dragging all your past up. You're actually re-traumatizing yourself. And then you're entrenching the neural connections and pathways. What EFT does is generally after two or three times, it's gone. There's no response to it. There's no emotional response because the secret is emotions is energy in motion. If you stop the energy, you stop that emotion fully expressing itself through you and through your body, you are keeping it trapped inside of your body. So EFT allows you to express that emotion fully so the body can surrender and let it go. But it does it in a safe environment. So it sounds like it's something that everybody can actually access whether you have money, whether you don't, whether you have education or whether you don't, it's something very simple, but something very profound. Exactly. And it's using your three fingers and you don't need anybody. Mm. You don't. And you can go on YouTube and there are thousands of people teaching this thousands, Mm. thousands Mm. of people. The way that I would start is tap and rant. If you're able to access that, that's the best way to start. So what that looks like is, say, example, someone cuts you up. You're on the road, someone cuts in front of you, and you're like, ah, and you can feel the anger. Just pull over and go, how dare they do that? Who do they think they are? Da, 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 they could have killed me. Whatever is coming up for you is inside of your body. Nothing to do with that person. All they've done is they've created a situation and circumstance that your body can release everything that is similar vibrational frequency of emotion in your body to that situation and circumstance. Because really, if someone cuts up in front of you, you don't know what's going on in their life. So you don't have the judgment of it. You're just like, oh, they must be in a rush. Yeah. Yeah. So it allows us to bring our deep-seated fears and traumas to the surface and and i've always through my healing it's always about bringing things to the surface and there's no guilt or shame in that because what comes to the surface can then actually be dealt with and then be dissolved because if we're just burying it it's going to manifest in a lot of crazy ways as we've been talking about having i mean mental and physical ways so it's it's a way to break that pattern Absolutely, Greg. I mean, I shared a snippet in the beginning of everything that I've been through. Can I just say that that is because I hid away for a long time from all of my fears. I manifested and created all of that in order to heal, in order to get rid of these emotions that were trapped in my body. My body couldn't release them. I had to go through almost dying and being disabled to allow these emotions to release. Don't go to that place. Just face your fears. Because the reality is worse when you don't. Yeah. And your body is like, it's a map, right? It, it's going to speak to you in a language that it knows how. And that language, as we know it, is, is pain. Because a lot of us yeah. are so disconnected from our bodies that if I were to say to somebody, the average person, you know, like, can you, can you feel your right knee? 
And it takes, it's funny when I ask this question, they're like, um, not really. They have to really think about it because we've sort of lost that connection to our body unless they're screaming to us in pain. My knee hurts. And when your knee's telling you it hurts, there's something there that we need to deal with. It's not there to say, I'm punishing you for doing this. It's just to say there's an imbalance that we need to work on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's such a very interesting subject, this, this, this energy healing, this path of healing. Um, and there are so many tools and so many ways that, and so many practitioners that can help us sort of face these fears together. Because I know, just like you, I suffered from anxiety for most of my uh, adult life. And I didn't want to deal with anybody because I was just deathly afraid to be looked at wrong, to be just saying the wrong thing. And, you know, I had, I, was in a form of escapism. And, uh, but now that I look back at, at, at my challenges, I look back and I say, thank you for showing me what I needed to work on because now I can truly say to this day, I'm living my best life. I'm living my healthiest life. And for anyone out there that is like, you know, you're unsure, you, you're, you don't want to take that first step. You know, if you have that courage to take that, that first step, you're going to be, there's going to be a, a, something for you to land on. Because you know what, you are a part of this beautiful universe, you know, you are supported, you are loved, even if it doesn't feel like it, that's just your mind through that programming that we talked about, right? That you, but you, the truth is you are really loved. You are a child of this universe. And so you also have other skills, Don, you are uh, a channeler. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, I, um, I channel a lot of teachings, a lot of stuff comes through with what's going on in the world and um, how the mind and body are connected. And a lot of it's spiritual, a lot of it's deep. Um, a lot of it is not even of this world is the way that I would say. It's not like we don't know this information. And I also, in sessions with people as well, they will tell me what's going on in their external world and I connect with their higher self and their higher self tells me why it happened and how to navigate and what tools will work for them. So I now, because of the experience that I've gone through, so the more that you purge, the more that you release, the cleaner and clearer your vessel becomes and your vessel is your body. So the more cleaner and clearer you are, the more information you can receive. So it's not just me that can do this. We all can do this and we can all get to this point of connecting to our highest version of ourselves where we can be guided. So it's like everything that I do comes from guidance now. So for example, I was told just sell your house and I didn't question it. I sold my house. I sold the house before it even went on the market. I sold it above value. I then got told another house will come, just trust, get in the car and drive and there'll be a house, found a house that's like the most incredible place that you've ever imagined. I could never in a million years as a human being in my body have ever come up with that plan or even have trusted myself that that would happen. And when you connect to your intuition, your higher self, your soul, however you want to phrase it, you become so powerful and so connected with the collective that you want to help humanity. It's not just about you and what you want to get out of the world. It's about going, I want to leave this place a better place than when I arrived. And I want to help people to be able to connect to the truth of who they are. 
So in sessions, when I work with people, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm establishing a connection so they can do it for themselves. Because it's so not about me. Yep. Sorry. So you're, you're able to connect to other people's higher self. That sounds like a yeah. very fascinating modality. The one that I, I haven't really heard before. I've heard of other people being able to connect to your spirit guides um, and those energies around you, or perhaps even your yeah. aura and whatnot. But you're able to actually go directly to the higher self. What is that yeah. experience like for you? Is, is Do you hear something? Do you feel something? Do you see something? What is that like? It's everything. The way that I can describe it is because I've got such a connection with my higher self, it's like my higher self and the person's higher self have a conversation. And then my higher self interprets through my own language and talks through me. It's like it channels the teaching. It's like their higher self. It's like my, the two higher selves are having this conversation. It comes through me. So it's not me doing it. It's me being able to receive it. That's the gift that I have, is being able to receive the conversation that they are having about what's going on. That's the way that I can describe it as being a human being. <laughs> is I, it's not me, but I'm my role is I'm the one that grounds it into earth. I'm able to put a language behind it of what's coming through. So for those that don't know um, the layers of, of life, um, we have our physical body, right? We have a spiritual body. There's different levels. We have many levels to our being and we're just, we're experiencing the sort of the densest, right? The, the, the most 3D, the most physical. And so you're speaking of the, of the highest level of a person's being, the, the one that knows everything about you, the one that planned your life, the one that knows what you need to heal. And so I guess through our programming, and I, it is definitely programming. I mean, they even call TV programming. Yeah. Um, we, we sort of like distance ourselves from the truth of who we really are. And so the, the gifts that you're talking about have, have probably just been waiting for you your entire life in order for you to unlock. And there's everybody out there. You have a natural gift. You have a natural ability. And if you haven't discovered it, discovered it yet, it's still there waiting for you. And so basically you know how can someone get to these points do they need to find a practitioner to um, connect to their higher self how do they how can they tell the difference of, of the voices in their head to say well this is my higher self speaking to me or this is my mind saying what it's been saying yeah that that is the most difficult part of this is discerning it's granular it it, it takes time it's like you're feeling for the sand. In the beginning stages, you don't know. You just have to go, okay, this sounds like. So if it's your ego, it's about should. You should do this. You should do that. So if you hear the word should, you know it's your ego. Your ego will put you down generally. Your ego will command and tell you to do stuff. When it's your higher self, it's more of you can just tell when you start to really feel into your body, you can just tell it's from a place of love. It's from a place of acceptance. It's not commanding and demanding. It's saying, and it's very precise and to the point. So your ego will just churn on and on and on and on and on and on. When it's your intuition, when it's your higher self, it's very precise. It's to the point, And then it just goes. That's how you can discern in the beginning. So you start to listen. If it feels good so if it feels good and it's scary it's generally your intuition if it feels like heavy and like oh and there's no excitement in there 
then you generally know that it's your ego. It's stories that you're playing out. So it's more about, and this is why we've got to feel. You have to start to feel because the only way that you can discern these messages is not in your head. It's from feeling it. So for some people, they'll feel it in the heart. For some people, they'll feel it in the solar plexus. And for others, they'll feel it in their gut. And you've got to discern for you. And that's what I help people with. Where will you feel it? How will it feel for you? What messages are you receiving? Okay, what message did you get that came through? And it's almost like in the beginning stages, like riding a bike. I am the um, training wheels. So you get the guidance come through and I go, yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's what your higher self said to me. And it's it's building that confidence and stacking evidence that, you know what? I do know that I'm communicating with my intuition and my higher self. And generally, in hindsight, you look back and you go, damn, that was my higher self. That was my intuition telling me that I was to do that and I didn't bloody do it. And it's looking back on those moments rather than beating yourself up. It's going, what did it feel like? What did it sound like and how did I receive it? And it's catching those moments. And when you catch those moments where you didn't listen, is gold. It's not about beating yourself up. It's about going, oh, hang on a minute. Last week I was told that I shouldn't have done X, Y, and Z. They said, go do this. And I didn't, and I didn't listen to it. And damn, it worked out bad. Because we make judgments because we have an ego. And you just listen to that and go, how did it come? How did it sound? How did it feel? And that's how you learn through what we call as humans mistakes. It's not mistakes. Not mistakes. It's just times that you've not heard properly. That's all. Yeah. So, So it's a learning experience. So is it as simple as just asking your higher self and saying, I'm looking for direction on this aspect of my life i'm looking for healing in this aspect of my life i'm looking for advice on this relationship and then just waiting for a response will it come right away do you have to wait what is that experience like how can someone generally connect to their higher self so for me right now so to give you an understanding of what level you can get to for me right now i ask the question and within moments i get the answer and sometimes it's not what you want (laughs) (laughs) okay and it can come through in cards i get numbers a lot i get visions of um decks of cards so a lot of messages come through cards where like oracle cards i'll get the picture and i'll get a number or it'll be a feeling or it'll actually be a conversation that i have with my higher self that is where you can get to that's the level and i believe that everyone can get to that level in the beginning stages what you're looking for is setting the intention that you will get it And when you set the intention, I will get the answer. I don't know how and I don't know when, but I know that I will get the answer to what's going on. And it's holding space for that because you have to wire your brain to believe that that's true for starters because you'll have a lot of beliefs that go, this is a load of BS. There's no way that this can happen. All that's got to come to the surface. You've got to face it and you've got to sit with it and go, oh, yeah, here it is. I'm telling myself stories that I'm not good enough. It's okay for Dawn to say that she can do it because Dawn is her. She's done this. She's able to do it. And your ego will put me on a pedestal or put whoever on a pedestal and say, it's okay for them to do it. They can do it, but I won't. Got to allow all of that to rise because all of that is too loud. The messages are always coming. They never stopped. They're there all of the time. Whenever you ask a question, those answers are there, but this noise is too loud. You can't hear it. 
you can't see it, you can't feel it because we're so disconnected and attached to the noise. So you've got to detach from that and set the intention and go, I know that I will receive these messages. I don't know how and I don't know when, but I know. And it's holding that container of knowing that you'll get it. And that's how you get to that stage of being able to just get the messages whenever. And I guess that can also show up in dreams as well, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can show up in so many ways. And this is why when you read stuff on spirituality and people who are psychic, don't attach to how they get it. Don't attach to how I get it. We're all uniquely different on how we receive. So a couple of my coaches who work um, with me, they they get it through visions. I don't, I'm not so great on visions. The only time I get a vision is through cards. But if I if they had attached, when I was teaching them all of this, if they had attached to the way that I get it, which is through um, words, they would have made themselves wrong. Oh, I can't do this. I can't get that. It's not coming through that way. You've got to just find your own way. And we're all uniquely different. For some people, it's dreams. For me, it's not dreams. But for some people, they get profound dreams. And when they sit and journal out the dream the next day, it's it's all there. Everything that they need to do is there. It's discovering who you are. That's basically you're here to discover how magnificent, how powerful, and how incredible you are. That's the purpose of your life. Not creating businesses, not going out there and saving the world through you. You're just like a bee. You're just doing what you're doing unknowingly of the impact that you're having in the world. Because the more power that you step into, the more that you claim yourself, the more that you go, yes, I am powerful. Yes, I am magnificent. The more of a vibrational frequency that you're sending out into the world, the more language that you're putting out there into the world that people will pick up on and go, oh, I am incredible out of nowhere. That's what we need to do. I love it. So how do you discern between now your higher self and, mm-hmm. and perhaps your spirit guides that might come in because there's people that have, we have spirit guides that also guide us on our journey. So how can That's we true. work with them and, and how do we hear and discern between that and our higher selves or do they work in conjunction? It's, it's a bit of everything. And honestly, in the beginning stages, Greg, it's best to not know. It's best to not know because it's too confusing. It's best to just ask, set the intention this is for the highest and greatest good of myself and humanity. That's it. If you just align to that, what will happen is only guides and information will come that are a vibrational match to that. You don't need to discern it in the beginning because it, it's too much. When you get to a level where it's important to discern, you start to realize that it's not important because everything and everyone is there to help you and support you and guide you. So it doesn't matter who's giving you the advice. It's more about, is it for the highest and greatest good of humanity and myself? And that is it. And just align to that and trust. Because we have guides that we need to retire. Right. That we've outgrown. Yeah, right, right. And I guess with people's view on life, whatever sort of like lens they look out in life with whether it's through a religious lens of christianity or islam or whatever else modality there is and as far as spirituality is concerned they probably will be spoken to them in that language so maybe they will see mother mary or hear 
Mother Mary or something along those lines. And so they'll speak to you in the way that you understand. Yes. Right. Yes. Just trust that if you set the intention knowing that it's for the highest good of yourself and humanity, that's all that you need to set the attention for. And however it comes, trust it's perfect for you. And you don't need to break it down and understand it. Because when the mind gets involved, it creates stories. Because it likes to be able to understand things. So it'll create a story about it. And that's, that's the hardest thing to discern is, am I creating a story about this or is this actually happening? We start to turn ourselves inside out. So it's best to just not have the mind involved that experience I, I love how you bring out the 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 highest good for us and all concerned because i think that's such a very important thing to say here because if 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 one that may be imbalanced is searching for something on that wavelength is it possible that something with ill intent to come through perhaps a, a spirit that's detached and hasn't crossed over this is where Perhaps somebody that has psychiatric imbalances might hear voices and they say, Jesus is speaking to me, but it's disguised as itself as Jesus, but with ill intent. Have you come across stuff like that before? Yeah, I've experienced, um, I've experienced being attacked, um, psychic attacks multiple times. And the way that I can describe that is that there's a vibrational match with inside of me, which is stories that I've told myself that are untrue, that have wanted to reconcile and I've given them power and they've asked for help and they've called in help that's a vibrational match to it. And that's how I learned that you've got to ask for the highest good of humanity in yourself. Because if that wounded part of you is asking for help, it generally asks for help on its vibrational match. So it's about when you ask for the higher good, you're coming up as if you're an eagle and you're looking over the situation, not the actual whatever is going on down in the deepest, darkest depths of your soul and what's going on inside of your body and your ego. Rather than coming from that place, you're just going to attract the same. You need to pull yourself out of the eagle perspective and the eagle perspective is, is the brightest and whitest light of the truth of what's best for humanity and myself. That's bringing yourself out on the eagle perspective. So I want people to see it more. If you're struggling to get this out in, out of your mind and you're like, well, this makes no sense. Just imagine that you go into a business and you're working with the people and you're going, oh, yes, it's really bad, really bad working conditions. You're caught in the problem. If you want to go and help that business, you've got to pull yourself out and look at the holistic view and the holistic picture of the entire business of why that's happening. Why is that happening there? Why is that happening there? Why is this not working? Not be in the trenches with the problems because you'll get caught up in the problems. You've got to pull yourself out and see the holistic view of going, ah, okay. And you've got to manifest from that perspective because unfortunately that's why the ego has such a hold on us because the ego is in the trenches and when we start believing and holding on to the stories we're in the trenches with it and that's not how you create a different reality that's you just creating the same reality doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result that is what Einstein was talking about you have to come up higher and higher and higher and the higher you can go the better you can see the clearer you can see 
And didn't Einstein also say, too, that to solve a problem, you have to go to a level above it? Yeah. And that's what life's about. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So if you create something in the physical, you got to go a level above it or more to actually see the holistic views. Okay. I see how this was created. Now I see what I need to heal it. Because if you try, like you said, it's, it was beautifully spoken, by the way, of what you said. If you try to heal it from the level that it's at, you're going to attract that same level. And it may work, but it likely won't because you're not actually holistically seeing it from the perspective that you really should be. Spot on, Greg, spot on that. And, and this is what people do. They go, oh, well, I can manifest, but it's on and off. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It's because sometimes you'll have naturally pulled yourself out and viewed it from the higher perspective and other times you're in it. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds simple. <laughs> it's that's, Life is simple. It's yeah. just not always easy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not meant to be. I know that for no, sure. we don't learn. We don't we learn true. I think at this at this stage of our journey, we can tell that there's there's so many different challenges on so many different levels, and that's why we have to all come together in this mm. like unification that we all are connected to this wonderful thing called mm. life. And yeah. when we understand that at a deep level, then we don't see ourselves as competition. We don't see ourselves as enemies. We see ourselves as family, and that is the truth of who we really are. And it's yeah. just about going step by step to relearn that and to remember that because it's there waiting for us to discover. And in that is the healing that we're actually looking for. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, I, I kind of want to go back a little bit. And, and so you yeah. said you were a channeler and you actually do bring messages forth as to mm-hmm. maybe some, some world messages or messages mm-hmm. for the people. Can you, share some of those messages as to what you've been hearing or or channeling as to what we're going through as a collective right now, perhaps things that are coming up. Yeah. So what's recently come through. So I have a telegram channel where I share all of these openly of what's going on and what you can do. And recently I'm going to share one that came through not so long ago is sometimes you have to lose your mind to see your soul. So this is the channeling that came through. The the energies have been intense because we are birthing the 5D. The split has happened. You'll start to feel a divide in some of your relationships as the energies come through to purge out the blocked energies. The clearer the vessel is of trapped and blocked emotions, the more light you will allow in. The more blockages, the more painful. The more intense the less room the light has, therefore the light can be absorbed and used by the body. So the more clear that you are in your body, the more that your body can heal and repair from what's been happening over these few years of high levels of anxiety and stress. So what's coming through is this high intensity light to help us be able to embody more light. So our nervous systems have been at at such a place that we can't embody much light that we are trapped in this perpetual cycle of anxiety, fear in the future. So what's happening is, is this light's coming through to recalibrate our nervous system so we can embody more light and more truth and see more of who we are. So what will happen is, is we're going to start purging for the next few months. So this light is coming through, and I want you to imagine it's dissolving the density 
and this density is going to come out of your energy body and all these thoughts and beliefs are going to start getting louder as they're leaving because they're fighting and going, are you sure you want to leave? Because you thought that this was true for a long time. Because if you don't do that, if your brain doesn't do that, you will go insane. So if your brain doesn't go, are you sure you want to let go of this? Are you sure that you, it's not fighting you. It's saying, are you sure you want to let go of this? Because you've believed this for like 20 years. It's checking. Because if it just changed its mind instantly, you would go insane. You wouldn't know who you are, where you are, what you're doing, and why you're with this person next to you. So it's a coping mechanism that the brain has. It goes, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> So, and what we do is we go, yeah, I'm sure. And you just hold the space for the truth of who you're becoming and let all of the old thoughts and beliefs just start to dissipate and leave. This is what the light is that's coming through that I'm talking about here. So the next few months, what's happening is, is that this energy that's coming through is unity. So the energy that's coming through and has been put through our body is to say, it's all about collaboration. You're here to communicate to create community, to be here together, to help one another, to support one another. So this consciousness that's coming through our bodies right now is about creating unity. So anything that is not in a vibrational match is being purged from the body. And this is your soul's purpose. You are born here right now in this world to create unity. But you must be kind to yourself. And then the mind has to effectively go insane to allow the body and the soul to align to the light frequencies, which is what I was saying. The mind has to go, are you kidding me? You want to let go of all these beliefs? This is what we've believed for a long time. Are you sure? Because it knows that it's, the ego knows that it's going to die and it's going to collapse. But it's not death. It's rebuilding. It emerges a more powerful ego. It emerges in alignment with what you're here to do. It emerges to help protect you and keep you safe on the vibrational frequency of unity consciousness. So it's almost like it's being reborn and rebirthed, but it do, the ego believes that, that death is death. It doesn't believe that you can be reborn. It, it just goes, death is death. Once you die, it's over. It doesn't believe that it actually can come with you through this rebirth. And this is what's happening. So people might start to feel like they're going insane because all of their thoughts and beliefs are starting to purge and release and leave from their body. So the other message that came through is, yes, it can be scary and it can be painful, but it's energy leaving so new can come in. Hold on to that. It's old energy that has to leave before the new can come in. It's the old leaving. Just let it go. Don't hold on to it. Don't grip onto it because that's what makes it painful. If you just surrender and trust that new energy and new beliefs and new light is coming through, you'll let go. And this is the hard thing is it's, it's really hard to let go. It's hard to surrender because of the programs and the beliefs that we are fundamentally unsafe and earth is a scary place. And that's the thought structures that we've got to break down. And the last bit is if you need assistance to help you through, that's okay. It's been an intense process. I struggled myself and I've needed support. It's not weak to ask for help. That is a program. It is not weak to ask for help. It's weak to pretend there's nothing wrong and ignoring what's in front of your face. Let go, trust, and do your best to be loving and kind. 
So these are the kinds of messages that come through. I love it. Powerful. Yeah. So you are powerful is what the Telegram channel is called as well. <laughs> so if you it. want to join that. I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to include that, that in, in in the links as well. And what yeah. come up to what came up to me as you were saying that is like, you know, I consider myself as someone who's done a lot of work and I'm still purging and I'm still going through something that I call ascension sickness or illness or symptoms. And for me, they've been showing up as sore neck, sore, th like my throat's been itchy and irritated. My feet have been sore. My lower back has been sore. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to get any sleep. I, I feel tired, but I can't sleep. And so yes. I guess what you're, what we can say is that this can come up in a myriad of ways, depending on your makeup and your belief system. And yes. what you're saying is that we just need to like let this stuff come to the surface so that we can just really see them and then release them for the new energies to come in, the truth of who you are, who, who you are to come in. The untruths have been purged out of your body. Allow it to happen. Allow it. That's it. Trust yourself. When you come into yourself, you will trust that this is all true. When you go external and outside of yourself, you'll buy into the fear and you'll think that you're going insane. Yeah. Or if you Google, hey, I have a, a sore back. Oh, you might have uh, bone cancer. Like it's yeah. like, you know, when you look outside yeah. yourself, you're going to find fear. You likely will find fear based solutions because this is the world that we're born into. It's mm -hmm. that victimhood mentality that you're weak, that you have no control over your life. So like you were saying, listen to that intuition, listen to yourself and, and still that mind so that you can actually hear the messages because they're, they are there waiting for you. Well, there's a lot of money to be made in fear. A very, it was a very lucrative business. I agree, was. And I think this is like collectively also, would you say, is why this is all happening? Because not only individually we have to go through this purging, collectively we also have to experience this purging. Exactly. Because we all created it. We all contributed yeah. to what is out there in reality. We all contribute. Every single person, no matter how clean and clear you are, we have all contributed to what is reality now mm -hmm. we've all had a part to play in it so we all have to take responsibility for what we have contributed that's all you have to do and that is just going inside of yourself and cleaning and clearing it out so you're no longer the person that is and and, and this is the thing people are out there going oh we need to we need to recycle we need to do this we need to do that we're creating so much pollution the biggest pollution is our emotional pollution once we clear our emotional pollution the rest will sort itself out because then we will want to look after earth because then we will not want to hurt animals we won't want to poison the planet we will love the planet and we'll want to help the planet but as long as we have emotional disturbances inside of us we can't look after earth we can't. I totally agree. The, I totally that's agree. the real pollution. Mm -hmm. It is. I love that, actually. I love the way you describe that because I've always felt that, that we are connected to Mother Earth on such a deep level that she, she feels what we're feeling. And she's going to have to exert the sore back that we have as humans in a way that she has to release her, crack her back, right? And the less stress that she has, the less she's going to crack her back. 
And I love that we have to go inside and we have to like face this um, creation that we've created. And we have to also face the co-creation that we've created. And that's why I, I believe that we're seeing such strange things happening on this planet is, is yes. because we have to see what the strange things that we've created, they have to come to the surface so they can be dissolved and then they can be created with love and unity in heart and mind. That's right. Cause that's the truth. That is the only truth. The that rest is, the is an illusion. Oh, yes. I, I, I so agree with that. It's been such a wonderful conversation with you and, you know, we're coming to that time and I just want to ask Don, is there anything that you would like to say to the audience before we say our goodbyes? If you feel pulled or called in any way to work with me on any kind of level, and that could just simply be downloading the six stages of healing, which I spoke and touched on slightly, which was the responsibility and the acceptance. There's four more stages after that. I have a wonderful guide that will take you through it, and that's free because I'm a great believer in the more people I help, the more that I am giving back and reducing the pollution. And if I can share everything that I have learned, then that's, I know that I've done good in the world. And these six stages, if you take yourself through that, you're going to have a profound understanding because if you don't know where you are, then how do you expect to know where you want to go? You've got to know where you are. And people always say to me all the time, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I'm here for. It's like, but do you know where you are right now? Do you know who you are right now? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm such and such. I'm a carpenter. I'm this. No, do you know who you are? You have to find where you are. So this six stages helps you understand where you are in your relationships and in your health. And I'd love for you to download that. And you can just go onto my website and it's dawncady.com.au. I always forget the AU and it's forward slash healing hyphen path. And on there, you'll be able to download that. I've also got a workshop coming up, which is in Australian time. It's A-E-D-T, is um, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. It's, I don't know why they keep changing this daylight savings. It really... <laughs> It messes with my head. In any case, that's at 9 a.m. on Wednesday the 12th. And what this is doing is it's focusing on relationships because of what's going on in the world right now. Relationships are being torn apart and ripped apart. And this is going to help you and it's free and it's going to help you be able to claim back your power so you can actually see the truth in your relationships and not the BS that you see in external, not the arguing, not all of the situations and circumstances. It's going to help you build that ability to pull yourself out and create the ego view. So that's what that workshop's about. And I'd absolutely love it if you were able to attend that. And that is session dc.alleviatepain.com.au forward slash b hyphen regal and if you want to join the telegram it feels weird sharing these links out online if you want to join telegram you just look for heal yourself dc and you'll find it on there but i'll send all the links across to greg and that's it that's all i want to wrap up with and thank you so much for having me greg it's been a pleasure it's been an absolute honor, Don. Thank you so much. And as Don says, I'll be sharing her links in the podcast notes below. Once again, Don, thank you so much. It's been an honor and you have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you, Greg.